You're you're the only resident uh, paranormal guy I know in Bahrain. Really? Really? I mean, clearly, I'm I'm not in the know because okay. yeah, the way you looked at me just then. Seemed I mean, like actually, yeah. Now that you say it like that, uh, is there a bigger community? Uh, no. No, there, you feel like there is a uh, like a thirst for a community, like people ask questions and stuff, but everyone's really... Do you think they like, want to ask questions or do you think they just want to have their experience validated? Both, at least, but there are some curious people, but I think uh, overall there's still like a bad stigma on the whole topic. Of aliens or of paranormal? Everything. Everything that is not mainstream peer-to-peer science approved 100%, you know what I mean? Like... Uh, if anything related to personal experiences with the paranormal, alien abductions, uh, demons, extraterrestrial, interdimensional, uh, out of lot. body. There's a lot of like, like especially older Arab women who believe in like jinn. Yeah, but that has a religious tone to it, which okay. is which I found we I find weird to be honest because because. When you look at religion, any, especially the Abrahamic ones, okay, you see how much there is magic involved. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, there are in Christianity, there are miracles, there mm. are angels, there mm. are beings that are sent, uh, messengers, prophets. Same in Islam, same in all of that. But then, when you call it magic, or when you say, or, or when you try to explain it, everyone kind of like, you know, like stops, like, whoa, whoa, this is this is not okay. This is not under religion banner. It's just. Like I'm just changing the terminology, you know, instead of saying an angel came from heaven, if I say an interdimensional being showed up from the fifth dimension, la la, this is, this is now you're Too going much. into another religion. This is... Uh, oh, that's fascinating. Uh, yeah. So they don't really see a connection between yeah, those at all, two At all. It's just, just change the label and you're, you're off completely and it becomes like, oh, this is the work of the devil and this is like... Because what fascinates me is that, especially in Islam, there's, there's yeah. that old adage, right, of, of uh, uh, Allah has 99 names, right? Yeah. And so it fascinates me that, that people are so against the idea of, well, mumkin, angels, or fifth-dimensional species. Or it, it feels like as long as the name uh, is written in, some, in a holy book, then, then we're okay with it. But try to give it a different spin, try to explain it through, let's say, quantum mechanics, for example, or try to use tools to, to measure it, to, that now you're going in a direction of, uh, lala, this is, this is not okay, this is haram, this is uh, heretic in Christianity and stuff like that. I mean, I love the use use of the word heretic that mm. hasn't been used since the sixth century. Exactly, I think. <laughs> exactly. But but trust me, I've heard it. I've heard it recently quite a lot. And this is what what also I find very weird because especially when it comes to uh, Christianity and Catholicism, uh, that it changed so much over the, the the years and the centuries that whatever we say now and whatever we pray, the way we pray now was considered heretic. You know, in the sixth century, in the 1500s, 1400s. Women could not go to church, for example. Uh, the Bible was in uh, Latin. Uh, Latin. The Bible was in Latin. You People didn't even understand what, what was going on. They just go stand, and the priest prays, and they leave. So that's what fascinates me about the use of these terminologies, that th- people seem to forget that every religion changes over time. Like sure. it's, it's a constant change and constant. And when the, the human brain, the, when we understand more things, they, we end up you know, exp- explaining things that were happening in the past, and that's how we evolve. 
Do, do you believe, though, that we're going forward with our understanding, or do you believe we're going backwards in our yeah, understanding? Yeah, we're definitely going forward. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm on the opposite. I think we're going backwards in our understanding. In what way backwards? So, so uh, I don't know how well you're familiar with this. Um, the Pentagon just released, I think, about a month or even maybe six months ago at this point, uh, whole classified files about UFOs. Of course, yeah. And the world didn't care. Yeah. No, it, like this was during the Trump administration at the end. Yeah. Nobody like if you would have said this in Obama's administration in 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 not even Joe Biden's, but if we go back to maybe even uh, Clinton, Bush or, Clinton yeah. or Bush, the world would have gone crazy. It went actually crazy because I think if you remember in 1997, uh, we got our first image from Mars and there was this uh, valley. Um, it's very well known the where there was a there was a, an image of a face. It's yes, kind yes, of like yes, in stone, yes. uh, broken, and everyone is crazy, and like, oh my God, the aliens, ancient civilization, all that. And then, you know, scientists explained that it was just uh, the lights and the rocks, and yeah. Uh, so that was like it was a big thing, but I think what happened now, especially in 2020, like I think it's a very what they did was very smart. The Pentagon, but I'm all about sure. conspiracy theories. So uh, uh, what Which they did fits perfectly with exactly. our show. We normally uh, do business, <laughs> but today we're doing conspiracy. This is what it is. Uh, and um, what I found was uh, it was very smart the way they did it because 2020 was so heavy on everyone. Like the, the amount of things that happened, like it kind of became a meme yani, and joke about like, okay, well, what's what's the next month? What is going to be happening uh, from pandemic to war to explosions to all the low cost, everything. And when it was around October or November when it was the footage was released. And at that time, everyone was extremely exhausted, like emotionally exhausted and desynthesized to anything. So everyone was like, might as well just that happens. Or yeah, sure. Okay. Like, I'll be. Thank so, you. Thank you. I so agree with that. It, it's like, it's like the, the, the time they picked to release this stuff was really studied on a psychological level when everyone was numb, like everyone is extremely exhausted tired everyone like okay sure might as well and they say it in a way where they're just ufos which is unidentified flying objects right so we're not saying they're aliens we're just saying that we don't know what they are and the, and they kind of just left it there and you can see that from then till now they have there's the slipping every few months every a, a, a new thing comes related to this topic like recently china said that they found something uh through their satellite or whatever, a couple of months ago almost as well, where the, UFO, uh, the Pentagon again released new footage uh, showing what the new videos and the army talking about it, the Air Force and everything. So I also feel like this is a way for them to kind of make people accept the idea slowly, slowly, slowly before going all out. I, 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 I think people have, have become so, I don't know what's the right word, disentached. That if desynthesized. You would, desensitized, maybe? Yes. That if you if you would have pulled someone to the side and said, you know what, uh, a spaceship landed in Manhattan, they'd be like, get out of my way. I got to deal with my yeah, own yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> what do I care about Manhattan? Oh, yeah, yeah, There's yeah, some yeah, alien. Exactly. I got exactly. to worry about exactly. <laughs> Even I feel, even if they actually show footage, a lot of people, have, this is what, what we refer to as like cognitive dissonance, mm. where where they can't accept new information on uh, up to that level. So everyone's gonna just like relegate it to, yeah, there's just like a movie, or I'm sure it's a viral campaign, or I'm sure it's like, so it's just like, we've been hammered for so long that we're alone, you're alone, nothing is happening, nothing is happening. All the ex all the events that uh, that people have experienced, you know, with with aliens, with uh, abductions, with things. No, no, this is all wrong, all wrong, nothing. That unless you program to to believe that. So that's the first response. If they reveal actually, they reveal something, 
most people are going to be like, yeah, no, I don't believe it. They're going crazy. You know what fascinates me is the idea of the paranormal and, and the alien conspiracy because I always find them there to be like the same coin but on two different sides. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I feel exactly. like it's almost exclusionary. Like if you believe in aliens, you're not into ghosts. And if you're into ghosts, you're not into aliens. There's very few people who are like, yes, I'm down with the ghosts and I'm also down yeah, exactly. with Be the aliens. Because uh, I think even recently, like people have started to understand that when we refer to aliens, it doesn't necessarily mean the greys, the sure. grey dude. You know, there's like several, people have had several exp experiences with different types and they even refer to it now as more like an interdimensional thing and not just uh, through a physical mean. So like when you say like if, if, if we we're going to go all out and say, OK, aliens visited Earth, for example, OK, they must have done it through means that we don't know about. Because when you talk traveling uh, faster than light, interstellar travel and all this stuff, it just doesn't work within the realms of physics that we know of and we understand how our reality is built in the three-dimensional world. So now there's a more, a bigger understanding of these beings that they actually have different ways of going about things, different way of traveling through. Like when you talk about how I need to travel from, from one point to another point in the three-dimensional world, I have to cross it. And I can't do it because I'm a three-dimensional being, right? So I go through the space. I go mm. through uh, height, the three dimensions. X, Y, and Z. X, Y, Z. And I take time to reach from one point to another, which is the branch of time that, that I can you know, experience. But when, when we refer to, like, let's say, a being from a higher dimension, okay, let's say a fourth-dimensional being, this being can go through time, not the way we see it. So it can pop through different areas of the earth and you can only see it appear at one point and then disappear and appear another point because it took another route completely. It took another dimension. Well, what you're talking about is, is fascinating because it's the same way as how on a two-dimensional paper you can see three-dimensional uh, image, right? Exactly. It's by shading. Um, and so for, for, I'd imagine for a fourth dimensional being, but technically we live in the fourth dimension, so a fifth dimensional being uh, would, would experience time all at the same time. Yes, right? and can go through it at any time, at any point. Sure, So yeah. if he can exit that, we're assuming that they can also exit the fifth dimension at that point to, to, to Go to down. a lower dimension, yes. Right, correct. As, as far as we're aware of, we cannot go down to the, to the third dimension and we have not yet figured out a way to get to the fifth dimension if at all we will be able to do it as a species yeah but but again the the idea of going through to another dimension we have to uh, forget the forget the thought that we do it through a three-dimensional mean you know what i mean so it's like uh, we can't say that one day we as a species are going to evolve enough to reach the fifth dimension or to be able to travel there because everything that exists within our reality is the three dimensions. So there is no way to ask to go out of it within those means. There are different ways of doing it. Like some people experience astral projection. Some people have an out of body experience and stuff like that. They're doing that without the three dimensional mean of well, a physical body. Well, I mean, as, as long as you can, you, can, you can somehow control entropy, I, I, could, I, could, see, I could see somehow a being trans, transition into pure energy, because, you know, according to the third law, uh, third law of the, according to the third law, of, uh, first law of thermodynamics, <laughs> energy cannot yeah. be created nor destroyed. It can only be transferred. So in theory, the energy that occurred at the beginning of the universe and the end of the universe, that energy has to dissipate and go somewhere, yeah, exactly. right? It, it, it just doesn't just 
stop. Yeah. And it just doesn't get formed out of nowhere. Mm. So it's still, I mean, and the, 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 this law is still operating within the three dimensions that we know, that mm. we know and understand. So when we, when we look at higher dimensions and we look at, let's say, the, the, the entire universe or the Big Bang Theory and all that, we are only witnessing that there was a start and an end, or we will witness an end to it, because that's how we perceive. It's all about our perception that there is a time. But a higher dimensional being will not perceive it in that way. It's just a state of existence that's always there. It's always been there. It just does not have a point of beginning and a point of end. Well, from, from a physics standpoint, we're so ill-informed this, at this point, right? We're not yeah. even sure if we're, if we're uh, living within a cosmos or if we're living within a black hole. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, yep. we've, we've not... I think the last probe that they sent outside of uh, the solar system just disappeared. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so everyone's kind of like shit scared saying like, oh, there might be a black hole right at the edge of it. But if it is, you know, you're, well, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no doing about it. Yeah, yeah, that's that, exactly that. It's not that we we still have basically barely covered the surface of anything in related to physics and stuff like that. And that's why I feel like people should have that open-mindedness that at some point, even the physics we know now of were not common and were ridiculed and were made fun of. Absolutely. And I were considered, you know, magic or whatever. And just it's just a slow process of understanding things. This is why I was saying that we are going forward and not backwards in our understanding of the things, because that's how we operate as a as a species. Like if you if you look at what regardless of uh, different beings and stuff like that. But if you look at our understanding of religion or of God in general, it has changed so much over the last 10,000 years. Okay. So at first, civilizations used to put God, I mean, we always, we do it till now, where we put God in things we don't understand. We think uh, things we don't know how they operate, that's where we place God. So if you look at an ancient civilization, let's say the Egyptians, for example, they didn't really understand how the sun affects the Nile and how the Nile gets flooded and how there are beings that are alive and animals and stuff like that. So they put gods in all of these things. There was, you know, Ra, the, the, the sun god, god of the Nile, god of the crops, god of the rain, night and stuff like that. Because they didn't understand that this is how nature was operating. And then over time, civilizations kind of like evolved. And when you get to the Greeks, for example, their gods became more abstract and their gods are about beauty and philosophy and war, stuff like that. So it's no longer about that how, how nature is operating. It's about what we understand as. And then when the Abrahamic religions came, now we, put, we understand science and we understand philosophy and, and, and uh, you know, uh, thoughts and mental stuff. Now we put God in creation because we don't understand how, how we have come to this world and so, how we've... So I'm going to have to interrupt you on this because I'm going to have to push back on that a little bit because we often have this weird assumption that our, our ancestors were morons. The, 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 because yeah. I mean, from a scientific point perspective and their engineering skills, there are still things like the aqueducts, uh, there's still things like the, the famous um, Spitfire, uh, there's other technologies that we still haven't rediscovered on how they have done it in the ancient world. It was, I'm just talking about from, from when you're talking about like the artistic and religious perspective of these cultures, what they've left as a, as a heritage, they've only left the murals of what they do, the most beautiful, right? True. They didn't leave really the engineering capacity, the knowledge base yeah. of it. And, and so it's such a risque approach to look at our history or ancestors and be like, ah, they don't know. But, <laughs> the, 
But that's what uh, I'm not saying that they did not know what I'm saying that what we know now came from them. So it's the opposite, actually, like they have put the base and, and what that's what we are on. It's this this highway of information that we wouldn't be able to reach here if it wasn't for them. I say, for example, like the most creative human to ever live was the first one who created a painting in a cave like that person made something that was did not exist before he actually created an art everything we do from that that point till now is just a copy of something else like it just evolve over time and we have you know artists today we have designers we have everything but that human was literally the first person who looked at something and expressed himself in a completely different way here now this is interesting because because i would see that a little differently in the animal kingdoms animals all the time including us of course because we're part of the animal kingdom uh, uh, leave scratchings, markings on uh, branches, trees in order to refine the place yeah. or to mark it. So, so there would be, comes into a question whether or not those mural paintings were an aspect of him trying to remember or, or like how an animal would scratch a tree yeah. to, as, as, as a wayfinder or as, as a warning to, to the rest of his species, right? So it's not yeah. so much creativity, but more than, oh, how can I implement that? Because that's what humans are really, really amazing at. We're really amazing at, at, at seeing nature and then reusing it for something else. But then why wasn't it just uh, like an arrow or a scratch? Why was it depicting a scene where like there were hunters and they were showing the animals and they were, they were actually telling a story? Here's, here's my theory. Two thirds of your, of your brain is, is uh, centered around the visual cortex. Yeah. Taking like images and seeing takes enormous strain on our on our brain. Yeah. And and when we relative, if we want to remember something or memorize something, it's much more easier to memorize it as a picture format, like as in a movie. Yeah. Right. So if you're trying to remember dates or names or whatever, if you imagine it as an individual, it's much more easier to remember the the, the context and details. So my counter argument would be that they drew those murals or those paintings because it was the easiest one for them to visualize. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, but but that's a way, that's a form of expression that, that did not exist before. And they're not even using, like an animal would use their own, his own claws, right? To scratch or something. Like someone at some point thought like, I'm gonna use a material that I'm gonna take from a place and put another. It's not that they scratched or something. So even the method they use was really advanced. If, if you know what I mean, like we're not just talking about someone who scratched in the back of a cave a scene or something like that. We're talking about someone who actually thought of, I'm going to take this liquid material that I find in front of me. Maybe it was his blood. Maybe it was some, maybe it was paint. Maybe it was, I don't know. But what they took and then they, they continued the motion where like, okay, I'm going to draw something that I saw. You know what I mean? So it does feel like that's a very advanced thing to do. And it's not by accident or, or, or just because he did not see a painting or something else that was done by an animal. Can you look up pig painting? Because I know that, that there has been pigs that have painted. There has been... Um, pig, pig Gus, Pig Gus, so that's the one, right? Because Picasso Picasso. the pig, yeah, yeah, conquered the art world. Her painting <laughs> sell for thousands of dollars, and now she's even <laughs> collaborating <laughs> with a watchmaker. I like that, the collaboration. <laughs> well, she chose, she chose I mean, uh, uh, the, 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 the collaboration. Yeah, sure. <laughs> she did gonna research. Work, I'm going to work with that one. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, there, there, there has been monkeys. There's been, there's been pigs. Okay, but then, if we're gonna go down that route, then, then it's gonna, you know, go into another um, uh, theory, which I really, really, 
subscribe to. I think there's a website actually. Uh, Picasso, yeah, the first one, I think. Yeah. So obviously this pig, okay, it has paint and brushes and stuff like that, right? So there is a civilization or a, a, an entire advanced civilization that is providing this stuff. You know what I mean? Mm. And this is what a lot of people, including me, believe that humans were exposed to a more advanced civilization in the past. And Ooh, okay. we've been taught so many things, including art, including um, when we settled and we became, uh, you know, uh, farming and, uh, and, and, all, and we start building cities and stuff like that, because there is a shift that basically happened overnight, which is very weird overnight as in like considering how much because because they say that the first homo sapiens as far as that we have most in common with as the modern human being okay if we go back in time and the homo sapiens it's called homo homo sapiens homo sapiens sapiens sorry and we, they they first appeared in africa about 1.8 million years ago mm -hmm. that's how far we can trace them back mm -hmm. and for 1.8 million years they were nomads they were living everywhere and then they've spread all over the world and and all of that and we barely have any information about them nothing they did not have as far as we know they did not live behind any uh, uh, monuments any religion any mythology anything like that and then out of nowhere around 10,000 years ago suddenly we start building cities we settled in um, before uh, that, Mesopotamia. Before that, that. 50,000 years, I think, is the first human civilization or something like that. Uh, not, I'm talking not in terms of, uh, of small uh, uh, settlers or like the, the 150 community and stuff like that. I'm talking about actually building cities, putting laws in those cities and uh, fully operating with religion, politics, money, trade, all of that. That, in if you want to count the entire history of, of humanity, this is like... Overnight it happened, overnight. And no one has an answer for it. Even, even historians and archaeologists and everyone who talks about it, they just say that, okay, so the earliest thing now that we have seen is in Turkey, and it's a site that's called uh, Gobekli Tepe. And this goes back to around 12,000 years ago. And this is the earliest site that anyone has related to any form of worship or religion or... What you bring up is something very interesting. There's an author, uh, the book is called uh, Footprints of the Gods, if I'm not mistaken. Fingerprints of the Gods. Or Fingerprints of the Gods. And uh, Graham uh, uh, Hancock. Graham Hancock makes yeah, exactly I have the point that book. what, you're, what, you're, yes, what exactly. you're mentioning. And that he, he makes an argument saying that there's, there's potentially even more historical sites buried below, I think, what was it, 10,000 or 5,000 meters under the ground? Yes. Uh, he, what he claims there might be a, uh, that the history of man is much, much older than, than we prescribe to. And he puts it back to almost 200,000 yes, years. Yes, exactly. Modernly. Which, is, uh, which is before the Ice Age. Yes. So, because the Ice Age started around uh, 200 to 100,000 years ago and it, everything melted around 12,000 years ago. And that's what's happening now is that some people are noticing they are uh, almost like tops of monuments in Antarctica because of the melting of the, of the polar caps. Um, it seems that there is a civilization or there was a civilization that was present there, which if it ended up being true, it reshapes everything about human history because this means that people were building monuments and were living in that life before the Ice Age, which is before 200,000 years ago. So that's a whole different way of looking at human history. So, so 
do you believe in climate change first of all uh as man-made in we are causing climate. it yes man-made climate. we are maybe accelerating a little bit but okay. but it's a natural phenomenon that has happened throughout the history of earth like it's always changing there's been ice age and then melting and then uh, you know different uh, there's a bit there's been about seven seven or eight great extinctions on yes, the planet earth yes exactly uh, we're going according to most researchers we're going through our eighth one currently yeah um there's alex jones who believes in the carbon theory yeah uh, meaning that by introducing more carbon into the planet we're actually producing more oxygen which would be better for the entire planet he's claiming that rainforests will come back all on that notion whether or not that's correct it is very against mainstream acceptance sure. of, of of science what what scares me more is the oxygen content on the planet the reason why creatures are small, especially insects, yeah. is because of oxygen. Once oxygen increases, I mean, if you go back, uh, can you look up some images from, from, uh, from insects around a uh, million BC? They were oh, good huge. God. Do I want to see that? <laughs> we're talking about like 18 feet. Wow. Okay. Okay. They were not pleasant. So, like, so like millions of years, everything, including like the dinosaurs and all that, like everything was a lot bigger. Yes. If I'm not, if I'm not completely mistaken. Uh, can you type in uh, 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 super large insects? Oh, wha- whoa! Wow. <laughs> That's as big as this. <laughs> can you type in prehistoric uh, uh, insects or prehistoric giant insects? This is terrifying. That's what terrifies <laughs> yeah. me. As the oxygen content rises, so does animals will. You mean like insects will grow in size and all Whoa, that? Whoa! Like you won't believe. I mean, I don't think we'll be around for that. So <laughs> we're talking about like. Well, a, it won't be our a species. million years worth of of evolution. I mean, intellect doesn't also increase uh, with with uh, higher doses of oxygen, just because the body is more efficient for using of energy. Yeah. Uh, so it it could be the sign of how we enter into a higher dimension simply because we become more and more advanced. That's a very interesting uh, thought that we're doing it through physical means and then it's evolving in that way. That's that's pretty interesting actually. I've never heard of that before. Well, it, it, that's that's what. That's a leading theory. I mean, the human body will obviously get larger. Yeah. Um, but, but see, that's the thing is I don't subscribe to anything where like we have to be afraid of anything. I think everything that's happening is natural. Uh, even uh, there's a, it was a comedy, George Carlin. Mm. Uh, he was talking about um, how the people were uh, against, you know, plastic uh, being removed and, and what we're doing now with that. And he had a very interesting thought. He's like, maybe Earth wanted to extract plastic so she created the humans so that we do the job you know like there's this understanding i don't know why where like everything we do as humans is unnatural like what we're doing now with earth for example and we're extracting the the oil from the ground and we're hurting this and all that all this is fine when it comes to earth like earth is adapts to all the changes we are maybe affecting our own environment we need to adapt to new environment that's okay but there's nothing about what we do is unnatural because we came from this nature at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So the way we, re- we act with Earth is part of our genetic. It's part of who we are. So there's, there's a lot of branch out theories when you mention that. I mean, some people believe that, that our purpose of, of our species is to create the next species, which would then be AIs. That's what some For people example, subscribe to. Yeah. Uh, I, I hear where you're coming from. I, that like I don't, I don't get the fear of transhumanism, for example. Like there's always this big thing, like oh my god, transhumanism and chips and all that. 
uh, and and some market some call it the mark of the beast like if 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 we put a chip in in all of us and stuff like that well you know but th- this the, i i i understand where the fear is coming from and i'm sorry to interrupt you and I'm, the reason why I'm, why i understand where the fear comes when was the last time you took your phone and you turn it into black and white never try okay. it put grayscale on okay and it changes your entire experience with that device in what way you start realizing how badly your your brain is set up on seeing color on seeing saturation on seeing hue once you take out that mobile phone aspect and you look back in the natural world okay i've noticed how things have gotten grayer because it makes sort of sense, right? If you of look course. at a, a picture a that's colors, with yeah. a lot of colors and then you look around you, yeah. you pop out and see it, more colors. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So if you just understand that the, the color aspect of your mobile phone already cre- already controls so much of your perception yeah. of the rest of the world, then when you think about how much of, of the data that you're being fed to, especially on your that social is, media. Yeah, of course. That's a different thing. Like to me, oh. it's not, it's as, as, as with everything, we can always use it for good and for bad like nuclear energy for example you can use it to 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 stop uh, you know uh, removing oil from the ground and have uh, you know uh, give electricity to an entire town for x amount of years and all that stuff but people have used it for weapons and to destroy so everything can be used for good and bad even social media or this access to information Either you use it so that you educate yourself, so you evolve, so you understand different cultures, different people, mm. how they think, or you use it to to numb the brain and to go on TikTok challenges and to, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's not the tool that is the problem. It's how people are using it. And that's why I'm saying we're going backwards because I, I some of the things I've noticed in, in, in especially in Western societies and Western worlds, they're le- less caring to their fellow man they they are more self-centered uh if if here in in the middle east if you have a problem or anything else you can knock on your neighbor's door and they will try to accommodate you or help you in whatever aspect generally speaking yeah. not everyone but, uk but it's in, not the same but in the us for example if someone goes missing then they all gather in the you know the town's hall meeting uh, the building and not then they the go York, out on not in california yeah but that's the thing so it's like it's not uh, a cultural thing it's what's available and what's not and even they would still go on like search parties and stuff like that you don't have that here how at how, all. how how many how many how many homeless people do you see here in bahrain well bahrain is a very different situation how many Come ask me how many people i see in lebanon saudi arabia uae kuwait the gulf the, the gulf. gulf is a very different situation than the rest of the middle east which is different than the rest of it there's a culture thing that that exists here that is not somewhere else, but those cultures have things that are not available here. So, so I feel like it's it's there's this balance thing that that happens, and each I feel like each culture or each region brings something to Earth or to to humanity that the others don't, and that's where there's a balance that creates. I, I would I would agree with you uh, f- for the last let's say a thousand years or so. I think in the last hundred years we have seen a shift of Western dominance onto all cultures like never before. Yeah, you know, of course. It, it, when people say, you know, U.S. versus China, U.S. won a long time ago. And, and they won because if you look at the rest of the world, what products do they buy, what clothes do they wear, mm. what languages do they aspire to learn? Sure. 
what what is the what is the cultural archetypes, right? It's friends. Yeah. The TV show. Yeah. Who doesn't talk about fucking friends? A show yeah. that came out 30 exactly. years ago. Exactly. It's still, um, it's still number eight or seven on, on Netflix. In My point, hand. right? Yeah. You yeah. don't see China coming out with any TV shows that the world is talking about. We do are, we are seeing some Korean dramas. Yeah. Because yeah. because Asia started waking up a little bit and being like, hey, you know what? Maybe we, we don't. We also have things uh, that we want to share with the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My my sister, who is currently uh, 13 years old. I'm sorry if I got your name wrong, Alia. <laughs> uh, no, my age wrong, Alia. Uh, they grow up so quick. Uh, she, she was she came up to me once and said, uh, Hamad, I just want to make sure uh, you're not a trans you're you're not a, a trans hater, are you? Transphobe. Transphobe. Mm. And I was like, what are you Jesus talking Christ. about? You're in, you're in Saudi Arabia. When was the last time you managed? You imagine You're 13 years old. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. But, but that's US influence. That's US influence. And that's, uh, uh, it, it all falls under, like you were saying, about um, they're just pushing different thoughts and ideas and agendas into your social media feed, into your head to, to distract you from. from Thank you. More important things. Thank from you. From asking the right questions. Thank you. Thank that's, you. That's, and and yeah. that brings me into the alien discussion, right? Is because when, when we ever talk about aliens, it's almost always centered around the U.S. Very few times do we talk about sightings in general, in general. Uh, no, actually, that's, that's where, like, that's what mainstream is in terms of the U.S. But every time I do a research, every time I read a book or something related to this, I talk with people who have experienced something, it's actually always outside of the, of the US. And, and it also falls under this, uh, where like ancient civilizations had more uh, connections and more um, experiences with aliens or with beings that were from other worlds, extraterrestrial, if you want to call them. Uh, so we don't get hung up on aliens a lot more than we did here uh, than than the US did so you see a lot of alien influence in ancient mythologies sure in ancient religions sure. in uh, tablet uh, you know inscriptions uh, in drawings uh, it's, it's really weird that people don't really look into it or like the mainstream stays away from that Murray, um, can you look up some, some pictures of um, ancient uh, aliens or like ancient uh, I'll tell you what to look, in, to look at. Sorry, I'm Search just... Search for uh, ancient alien bag. So, for example, mm. this bag doesn't show in this picture alone, but it appears in almost nine to ten different civilizations who were like thousands of years apart and thousands of miles apart. There's no way for these people to, to be in contact. And yet they all drew certain things that were exactly similar to each other. Mm. And it really raises a question because we are supposed to think that there was no way these people were in contact with each other. They did not see each other's works. They did not know each other existed. And yet when they look at their own gods and how they portrayed, they have similarities that is astounding. Astounding, like even in their stories as well. It's not just what they left in carvings and stuff like that. Even in how, how humans were created by the gods, it's almost similar, that we were always created by an advanced being, whether you want to call it God or you want to call it an alien or you want to call it whatever, and we were created to be their slaves, but to create something, to work there, to do their bidding, to do their job for them because they didn't want to do it. We were all subjected to natural elements by these gods 
and the same stories keep jumping from one civilization to another. It's just that the names change every once in a while. Like for example, mm. in Abrahamic religions, okay? And uh, I think in Islam as well, this exists where uh, Noah and mm. the flood, okay? Uh, there is, wait, um, I think there is. And don't look at me, I'm not religious. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> These two guys are the religious ones, I'm, so, <laughs> I'm out. So uh, let's say in Abrahamic religions, all three of them, Okay, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. There's a story of the prophet Noah who was told that there is a flood that's gonna come because God is no longer happy with humanity and we wanna wipe out and you know, press the reset button. But you, because I admire your, your house and your family, you will build this ark and you will stay in it for this amount of days and all that. All fine. And this is like one of the most important stories in, in the religion, in Abrahamic religions, and he's one of the cornerstones of the prophets and stuff like that. And yet, if you open uh, Mesopotamian uh, mythology, you find that this exact st story happened uh, with another guy who was named Atrahasis. Mm -hmm. And it's written and it's actually carved in the, uh, the story of Atrahasis about the flood, where in that story, two gods, in fact, were fighting each other. They were brothers. And one of them did not like humans. The other admired humans. And one wanted to destroy humanity, and the other came to this uh, to Atrahas and told him, "Build an ark because I want you and your family to be safe." Okay. So this is a someone came at some point and changed certain elements of the story, put instead of having multiple gods, put one god, and changed a few names here and there, and now we have an entire religion that came out of it. So I agree with that. I mean, there there are there there isn't there is also an ancient uh, Egypt uh, religion that is very similar to the story of Christ. You know, being be, exactly yep. being three days born after yep. uh, being res re re resuscitated. No, resurrected. Sorry, yep. three days after his death, um, that he was born of, of uh, that he was the a virgin, uh, yeah. virgin born yep. of a virgin, uh, contained the Holy Trinity. Yeah, exactly. So. so you know, when I hear stories like this, there, there was a very famous paper published in the early 80s. I forgot the name of it. And, and it, 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 made a, it made an argument saying that all human kindness is in a Darwinian response. Okay. And that we, in order to, to, be, to, in order to ensure that our, our offspring survive, it is more beneficiary from an evolutionary standpoint to make sure that we're kinder. And, okay. and selfless to our children. Oh, fine. Right? From an evolutionary okay. biology perspective. Makes sense. So I wonder how much of these stories have an evolutionary biology perspective on it. Because we see it, because this, because we can either look at it from two perspectives, right? We can either say, look at these images. Can you go to the images back again? We can either say, and we look at these images and be like, okay, well, there was an intervention from either a higher species, whatever that may be, or it could be a biological response, something yeah. in our DNA telling us, hey, you know what? Build it like that. Build Draw it, it like, like that. that. Okay. Design it like sure. this. Sure. We'll, I don't think we'll, we'll ever maybe know the answers in our lifetime, but definitely eventually. Yeah. You know, as we undo our DNA, I think we'll, we'll come <laughs> in to a conclusion eventually. Yeah. But at the same time, when we look at these ancient civilizations and how they interpreted our existence and, and certain things, it's like we are discovering now that they got a few things correct. Like for example, a lot of uh, mythologies talk about how our species was created by the gods. 
and it, they were created from the gods. So like even in Christianity, like in his likeness, he created us in his likeness, something from him. Uh, Mesopotamian believed that uh, one of the gods sacrificed himself and from his DNA uh, we came out and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Which is uh, which was mentioned in one of the movies. Uh, Prometheus. Prometheus, exactly. <laughs> A lot of Hollywood ideas. Uh, don't, 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 exactly. use your, your, don't use your 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 conspiracies on terrible Hollywood movies. <laughs> it's a horrible movie, by the way. Like I was so sad. But uh, so with that, uh, this is how those people, you know, understood. Or they said that this is how we came to be and stuff like that. And now, recently, like within our DNA studies, they, they, there's on the second chromosome, they say that uh, s like it's, it's, the, it's the chromosome where it was um, latched to another DNA, and that's how humanity gained consciousness. Okay. Like, uh, we don't know from which animal that is, because we have evolved, like I said, from, from different uh, you know, ancestor, uh, uh, different animals and stuff like that. And then when the uh, Homo erectus, and then after that, the Homo sapiens sapiens, and then the Homo sapiens, which is us, whoa, whoa, and whoa, stuff whoa, like whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. When, when, you, when you talk about our ancestry like that, there, there is a lot of subdivide yes. into it, right? Neanderthalas are not our, our ancestors, they're exactly. our cousins. Exactly, we share the same ancestor, that's but, what they say. By the way, there are still, this, is, this, is, comes, into, um, this comes into dangerous 1920s uh, uh, science papers. A lot, of, a lot of this, what we're about to say, has been... Debunked. Not debunked, mostly banned. Okay, or <laughs> banned. <laughs> people okay. don't, well, because, because it's, it's, it's a very dangerous topic, because the, the more you go into that sector, uh, the 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 more likely something like Auschwitz or China right now, like what they're doing to Muslims, will reoccur. Okay, genocide is is always very closely linked to it. Um, there are um, there are uh, uh, Neanderthal like cousins. I forgot what the okay. rest of their branch okay, of okay. Name, yep. names yep. are. That we have found in Asia, mm. uh, we have found in in uh, Australia, mm. um, we have found in in North America. So, the the dangerous part about it is is that we as a total species right now we see ourselves you know be it white black or or yeah. red or whatever you want to yeah. say that we're one species. However, mm. according to that scientific study, that we're not. We're not like subspecies. Different species are sub and more and others are more exactly. advanced. Exactly, kind of like how you have a squirrel that's red and a squirrel that's uh, I get it. black. Yeah, yeah. It is a very that's it's been shunned. Re very of harshly, course. of course, because of, but but it's there's this I forgot the name for it. It's called not eugenics. Uh, it's called uh, empiricalism. I think like what that. you um, it was mentioned in the movie uh, Django Unchained. Did you watch it? No. So there was a scene where uh, like the main bad guy, okay, mm. who was extremely racist, obviously because they owned slave at the time, and that's the time period of the movie where he's talking about uh, the science of uh, like the skull and how. Uh, and he actually takes a skull and like he cuts it uh, in the scene and he's showing how the difference between a white person and a black person. I know like exactly what you're talking their about. Their skull are different and it's like they, they affect different parts of the body. So, I mean, what I'm, what I'm about to say is extremely racist and wrong, but that's the movie. We'll edit these parts Sure, <laughs> if it's too much. Yeah, we'll, we'll be uh, fucked by Google uh, uh, or YouTube. Uh, but anyway, so he says something which is like, 
it, it's scientifically proved, quote unquote, that, that the species are different from each other. The races are different from each other. Obviously it's wrong and it's debunked and it's illegal and it's bad and all that stuff. Dan, can you look up what the, what the science is called for, for Anthropo- measuring uh, different uh, skull sizes and races? There is a science for it. I forgot what it's called. It's, b- it's been like... I think it's a- amphro something, anthropology. Anthro, uh, we'll find it. We'll yeah. s- hopefully you'll say... Craniology? Craniology? And what does it... T- well, I can't read what the Craniology. description says. Uh, the main part of the skull and the human subject... Th- that's the one, the measurement of bumps in the skull. It's down there, the, the Wikipedia. Phrenology. Phrenology. Phrenology, that's the one. Yeah, I, I remember that... that um, Phrenology. <coughs> Greek name for mind, also logos for knowledge. Oh, oh. oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a pseudoscience which involves the measurement of, uh, of skulls. bumps. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it says like the skull has different bumps and each one kind of affects the mental, uh, like whether you're creative, whether you're. Uh, more science oriented with it like that it's it's a very dangerous uh, oh, yeah. sub-science especially for a species yeah. that you know we we are driven to to categorize people in in, in tribal yeah. situations yeah, right exactly and, and it's it's scary that that end of the of, of the knowledge tree uh, if you type in um, different ancestries uh, by continent we should be able to see uh from the undertales which was mostly european uh, to to the yes yes yeah yeah and, and some of them are still alive today. Uh, that's where like the science because def- uh, what they're saying is that the only uh, line that that continued are the Homo sapiens and everyone else died. Uh, there are still uh, and s- or exp- or, uh, there are there, weird. There are there are there are some some uh, um, branches still around, especially if you go into like. South America, because there's still a lot of tribals who have not been discovered. There's still yeah. untouched human beings that have never seen civilization. We should keep it that way, by the way. For them, like yeah. they should not see other civilization. Like yeah, I th- you, we, it would kill them. They're simply alone, the, not, the not. parasites on our bodies would kill them. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's how what uh, in South America. That's how it happened, and to the Indians as well in um, North America when the, when well, white man brought and the, the, They also gave them like. No, uh, of course. Uh, the, the, <laughs> did you know the story? They gave them. Um, uh, they gave them diseased um, duvets. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> Just proud of the <laughs> of the history. Well, the Vikings <laughs> were were first in in, in North mm. America, which is crazy. Yeah, because they found settlements there as well for them, and uh, yeah. Yeah, they were the f- the f- the Vikings were were the first. But I think this is what like going back to the different ancestors that we had and all that. So and what they can say. Look up for Neanderthala and uh, uh, Neanderthala and uh, I. I mean, I really don't know how you'd even look up. <laughs> I wouldn't even know how to begin to search. But I remember seeing. I remember seeing. Uh, d- different subspecies and i remember them specifically saying in the article of this study okay. that that uh, ab- ab- aboriginaries are closer connected to their ancestor than they are to our traditional homo sapiens. Oh, um, that makes sense makes a lot of sense yeah, yeah. to be honest yeah anyways. yeah um so so can you look up homo's family tree maybe and that'll maybe show it up Yeah. 
and just go in images and see if we can find it. I remember seeing it. There, there are var variations still on, on the planet, but it, that's, I don't know if even Google would allow you to see it anymore. <laughs> Here, go on the left, go on the left. Left, 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 right there. The, that one. Neanderthals and Homo sapiens. Oh, and then you, that's, that's dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> that's I told you. Yeah. And, and if you scroll down on those images below, I think I, I remember yeah, dis distinctly seeing it, and I remember going, "Oh shit!" <laughs> but I mean, is that bad? Like, I mean, if you, uh, I mean, there, is there a, is there something wrong with differences? Why why should we all be the same? But when why? Okay. Uh, uh, Yes, it, it can be used, of course. Is it good? Is it bad? I think what is dangerous about it is that it gives credence to critical race theory. That's what's, what scares me. Um, because people who are less educated or less open-minded or less empathetical to other people will, will take that siding and be like, well, we're not the same species. So why should I give a shit about you? Do you know what I mean? Okay, and and that's what frightens me more than more than anything else, and that's why I think this is like the, you know, like that forbidden knowledge tree in a sense where yeah, where it, it just it just allows for such devastation and 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 an issue. I mean, look at how the Chinese treated the Jap how the Japanese treated the Chinese during the Second World War. You know what I mean? Uh, exactly. I get it. I get it. There's, but but that's what I'm saying. That there's always room for for things to be abused, and you know, like men and women.